Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. We have got a super fun show for you today. First, we're visiting an old favorite, What's the Deal with Going to the Beach? Then we're exploring the concept of micro schools. Are they the schools of the future? Are they? Are we even living? Is it a simulation? Yes. Anyway, as always, we have your hashtag swag bag. And up next, the highs and the lows. So I'll start because I have mine ready to go. Great. Do you want to acknowledge why we said highs and lows? I'll do it. Go ahead. You guys know that sometimes we get sponsors and they don't love our language. I mean, my mother doesn't love my language either. Listen, most people don't love our language, except for you guys out there. Anyway, in honor of Go RVing, our sponsor this week, we are calling it the highs and the lows. You know the drill. Still the same old thing. All right. So my high this week is, uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Prepare yourself. I don't know how many people out there have stuck around with Jersey Shore family vacation. Not me, not me. That is the least surprising thing you could have told me. I, however, have. I stand in front of you telling you I acknowledge how utterly terrible the show has been these past few seasons. Horrible. I've barely watched things. Just bad, bad, bad. However, the new season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation, I was ready to be like, I'm not going to be watching this. I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. I watched the trailer and let me tell you this. You're here for it. If this is not a good season, the person who edited that trailer deserves an Emmy because it (laughs) looks so good and I will confirm I watched the first episode. It is quite juicy. Ooh. The trailer shows Polly D's fiance Nikki like pouring a bottle of beer on top of Angelina's head in the confessional. It did not look like a joke. It did not look like that fake editing that all the reality shows do where they do the wee woo wee woo wee woo and then you know it's like nothing. It looks legit. Messy as hell and I am here for it. And also anyone else who is a old school long time Jersey Shore person on TikTok there's someone named at Nikki underscore Mac. It's N-I-K-K-I underscore M-A-C-K-K. And she has been doing early season, you like the original Jersey Shore deep dives based off of this Reddit thread from a former producer. I think the producer was on seasons one and two. And she talks about things like the infamous note, which I am personally Ugh. working on. I want you to get tattooed that on your body somewhere. No, I'm I'm having a piece of art commissioned for my for my house of the note. I'm And by commissioned, I mean I am doing it. Zach's photographing it. it I'm going to have it blown up really big. The note lives in infamy in my home. If I ever see a meme, I repost it. I love the note. I love the note. 
it just, it is just juicy. I need, this is what the world needs right now to bring us together. We need faux guidos just throwing things places and just being crazy. Do you remember when life was as simple as gym tan laundry? All of it. Remember when the simple days? I remember the day I saw the original Jersey Shore trailer. I was sitting at my desk at Martha and my roommates at the time, who were two Jersey guys, like sent it to me over Gchat because this is back in the day when people Gchatted. I don't know if anyone still does that. I certainly don't. I don't think so. And they sent me the trailer. I'm not even sure if that interface is available. It is. It is. I have it on my Gmail. It was so good. And I just remember being like, who are these characters? Oompa Loompas. And I can't wait to know them. So I'm excited. Again, I don't have lows because the world, the world is my low. Mm -hmm. And I'm just choosing to focus on my highs. Also, I am perspiring so bad. Carrie, What's your high? My highs are tans make me look pretty. I mean, duh. I mean, this goes right with the Jersey Shore. I am a 44-year-old woman who grew up in New Jersey, very close to Atlantic City on the Jersey Shore. Tans have been a part of my life forever. As long as straight bangs and curly hair Aquanet and pierced acrylic fingernails have been as well. God bless. I mean, I'm an old tanning booth girl. And hopes and nameplate, hopes, hoops and nameplate necklaces. Yes, yes, yes. So I no longer go to the tanning salon. I do wear sunscreen and like sun on my face. You also have like six different sunscreens you use on a daily basis. That all have different purposes. So I'm in the know about skincare and I don't want to look old. (laughs) However, being an Italian American, when I don't have a tan, my skin looks a little sallow because I... You look more Irish American. I'm not even because I have... I have yellow-green undertones. So although I'm pale like an Irish-American, I don't have a rosy glow about me. No. So I can tend to look a little jaundiced or sickly. And when I tan, I look like a golden god. Jim Tan Laundry, baby. Jim Tan Laundry. And so uh, Jurgens Natural Glow has been my bomb. But also just like being outside, even with sunscreen on, I'm getting my freckles, I'm getting a little color. It really hides a wealth of sins. And uh, I'm here for it. So I I thrive in the summer. I feel so pretty with a little bit of color. Have you seen the TikTok trends of putting on the self-tanner mousse at night? Yes. I bought it. I bought a special brush for it. Are you doing contouring? I've been scared to actually do it, but yes, I bought it with that intention. We will see. I will report I did the lip thing that looks like you ate dookie. All around? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It did work a little. I'm going to do the contour and the dookie lip and the, you know, nose shade. We'll see how it goes. I've been scared to pull the trigger. Definitely chronicle that. Maybe when you're at your parents' house and you have time to, like, let it fade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where I don't have to actually see anybody. Yeah. And then I just have quick lows, which is sleeping is hard when you get old. Amen. There's all sorts of reasons why you get up, your small bladder, your child, whatever, and just don't like it. I, I used to sleep for 12 hours every day. I one time told a boyfriend that I would never get up before 10. That Ugh, nothing could me get too. me out of bed before 10. He used to go to work and leave, God bless this man, he would go to work and leave me a cup of coffee by the bedside table that I wouldn't even entertain until 10 a.m. Remember bartending? Because in New York, bars don't close till 4 a.m. Remember bartending at 4, not getting out till like one. 5, 5.30? Yeah. Yep. And then if you didn't do an after hours situation? If you did an after hours, you would be walking home at 7 a.m., which 100%. I did many times with sunglasses on, getting a bagel, yep. taking my dog out, and then taking a power nap until like five. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would do it all again the next night. Right. Oh, the good old 20 days. So that's my lows. Sleeping is hard when you get old. That's it. All right. Should we move on to what's the deal with going to the beach? 
guys, what's the deal with going to the beach? This is a subject I have so much to say because here's the thing. I hate going to the beach. I hate it. I love the beach. But I, I do think that there are things that are problematic about the beach. Give but me I do a pool any day. No, I I'm not live. a pool person. You're like my mom. My mom is the same. I will live at a pool. I don't want to know about a beach. Pools ruin your blonde hair, turn it green, and not make your problem. new expensive bathing suit stretch out from the chlorine. Don't care. Uh, that's why I buy <laughs> bathing suits from Target. I refuse to spend that much money on a bathing suit. Anyways, what's the deal with going to the beach that you have to lug so much stuff just to be comfortable? I am talking multiple umbrellas. It gets worse when you have a kid. Pre-kid, I just had a chair and a small bag. I see, and I can't do any sun activity without shade. That's why you have a chair that has the top part that it's covers not your enough. face and your lap. Oh. That is not enough. I You're like my- Lee. Lee gets like a sun rash. Yes. Ugh. I want my whole body covered. I do not need to be baking in the sand. You Then you, if you want snacks or drinks, you need something to keep Cooler. it cool. Mm-hmm. Then you need towels. Then you need all your sunscreens. Then you need something to keep you busy while you're at the beach. So that's either your phone or a book. You can't get reception at the beach. Good luck with that. Still, you want to listen to music. Then if you want to listen to music and annoy all the people around you, you need a Bluetooth speaker. They have that with coolers. Then the cooler is so heavy. Then most of the time you need one of those stupid wagons to put all the crap into. I never. No, never. Never. I refuse. I refuse a wagon. Then if you have a kid, they're complaining about walking in the hot sand. Yes, that's an issue. So you have to attend to them. You have to carry all their crap. It is. I just hate it. There's the topless beach that Lee loves to go to. Of course. If you decide to go to the beach via subway, try carrying all of that on a crowded 80-minute subway ride. It is horrible. Horrible, horrible. I hate every second of it. No thank you. Also, what is the kind of tired that happens when you go to the beach? It's different than a going to the pool tired. Yes. Like one might say you're dehydrated. It's the sun. Yes. No, no. The beach is a different kind of tired. 100%. You will sleep. Maybe This is a pro for your kids. You will sleep at 7 p.m. You will walk into your house, take a shower, get all the sand off your body, all of a sudden instantly become sunburned in your shower that you didn't see when you were on the beach. Try to make dinner and instead fall asleep for the entire night at like 7, 15 p.m. Yep. It's a different kind of tired. So a couple things. As a beach lover, Mm. things I I take issue with. I take issue with the fact that no matter what you do, you will eat sand. Forget about even eating sand. It's everywhere. But even if you're very particular and you do everything and your water bottle will have sand. Yes. Your sandwich will have sand. Yep. You will have sand. You will chew. I come to have enjoyed the gritty, gritty chewing Oh, that's, sand. that's the least bothersome place that sand gets into for me. For me, what I hate most, and I think this is like a childhood thing, is I remember having like sandy feet and my mom would take the towel and like- Talcum powder. Hit my- Do you not know that? No. You bring a little thing of baby powder and it gets all the sand off. Really? Yeah. I don't think anyone in the world knows that. Also, how come all the beaches up here, it is swelteringly hot. The water is gray. You can't see your hand or your feet under the water, and it's freezing cold. That's the other well, reason I it's freezing cold it. all the time. It depends when you go, and it depends when the rain was. My friend, it is freezing cold no matter what time of year it is. N- I digress. No, no. as somebody born <laughs> in Miami who lived there till she was 10 years old, yes, I am very spoiled when it comes to the beach. I 100% admit to that. I cannot do cold beach. I cannot. Oh, do not send me. me to a hot I beach. I did polar bear swims. Oh, no. That is not for me. No thank you. Hard pass. Okay. My other thing is seagulls. Seagulls are so hardcore. They don't bother and me. I- 
As a person who grew up at the Jersey Shore, we have something called Shoebies. Shoebies are people that are not from here, mm. and they're visiting. The origin of Shoebie was that they used to bring their lunch in a shoebox. Huh. And so we knew it was called Shoebie. But a Shoebie could often be found wearing black socks yes. with sandals. Yes. Or wearing their sneakers and non-flip-flop type sandals yeah. on the beach. Or not owning a bathing suit and just wearing your clothes to the beach. Yep. Shoebies are famous for not understanding seagull rules, which is seagulls will take a chip, yep. a sandwich, anything directly out of your mouth. Yes. You will be eating a sandwich. A seagull will come right up to your face, practically give you herpes of the mouth by nipping your upper lip off and be away with your sandwich. Yep. So you have to eat under your towel. You have to get rid of all scraps of food. You cannot think it's fun to feed the seagulls. No, because they won't stop. Choice. So seagulls have taken many a chip or a sandwich from my life as a child because as a child, you just can't work the under a towel situation. No. You don't have the coordination. It's, it's just not feasible. I've seen a very unfortunate seagull pick up a baby diaper. I thought you were going to say a baby. <laughs> full of poop and drag it across the sand thinking it was food and then dropping it and making it worse. Seagulls are truly the rats of the beach. They are yep. nasty, nasty. Another thing I take precedent Wait, with. Wait, I want to go next. Oh, fine, fine, fine. I was on a rant. Umbrellas. I've already stated I need shade. But an umbrella, no matter what you do, it's gonna fly. will it's gonna blow fly. away. There have tents. I bought a $200 thing last time I went to the beach. One, I couldn't put it together. Two, it flew. The only solution are those stupid pop-up things. That's what I, I bought. 200 and didn't oh, work. Well, you don't have to buy a $200 one. I have like a cheap one that we bring to Hawaii with us, I think. And it's, I think it was like 50 bucks and it pops up. But even that, it's like so many, only so many people can fit under it. It's, ugh, I just, I'm telling you, I can only go to a beach if there's a cabana I can pay for. That is the most bougie. <laughs> that is so good. Jerk. Lee, Lee likes that too. That's, mm -hmm. that's how my family and I do it because my dad has skin cancer. He cannot be in the sun and he's had very serious cancer taken off. I better off. be invited to your parents' remarriage, which I won't be. I Sure. I mean, don't hold me to it. It's not my thing. Soledad, who yeah, doesn't listen, but, invite me. You know, that's like, that's three years away, you know? Let's pray we're still friends. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Otherwise, something has gone disastrously wrong with mom Taraj. We're living in a parallel universe that's not going our way. Jellyfish. Oh, screw jellyfish. One time, guys, one time. You screwed a I jellyfish? Little, I mean, sort of. Ew. Uh, one time when I was very young, I was, I've always been... I said, like I said, a, a beach girl. So I was in the ocean and the waves were coming fast. And I did the thing where you go under and you hold your breath and you count because you figured out how many waves are behind that big yeah. wave. And I came up and it was a little too early and I had used up the last of my breath and I opened up my mouth and I saw a wave cresting right over me and a jellyfish riding oh, that wave. Oh no. And when I opened up my mouth to breathe, the jellyfish tentacles <gasps> got sucked into my mouth. And what happened? Happened? Did you like get a burn in your mouth or a sting? Went in and already my lips were starting to swell and my tongue was starting to swell. And it was my dad's weekend and I was with my dad. Any divorced parents know what it means to have be on your dad's weekend. It's not a great situation <laughs> sometimes. He gave me an adult dose. Oh no. Of Benadryl prescription. Oh my god, did you that sleep for a week? For his poison ivy. I slept for 48 oh hours my god. and 
peed myself on the couch. Oh, my God. Your mom must have had a fit about that. She only found out, like, in my 20s, Jeez. that situation. All right. Next up, there is no relaxation going to the beach with a child. Between swim safety that we talked about with Larissa Posen from Goldfish Swim School that somebody has to keep an eye on them. They also need to have somebody play with them all the time. The days of sitting under an umbrella in your chair. Drinking and all your the bottles crap, and James. Drinking your... <laughs> smoking your Capri One Yeah, your Cools. Your Benson and Hedges. Yep. Those days are long gone the moment you have a child. One of my oldest friends invited us to Rockaway Beach for his birthday on a weekday. And I literally responded... Who do you think he is? Do you understand I have a child? I don't get to go to the beach during a weekday by I myself. I used to go to the beach on the weekdays all the time. God, you just made me... I had just had FOMO. I just missed those of days course. of like Tuesday, 1 p.m., I'm at the beach. The days of getting like sloshed at the beach where it's so hot and you are just like... And by 1 p.m., like, yes. you're like... You are three sheets to the wind. You don't care if you're sunburned at this point. You don't care if a seagull pulls... You don't, you don't feel your face. ...out of your mouth. You don't care if there's sand in every crevice of your body. Those days are done. So what am I going to do? Bring my child and ruin everyone's time? No, sir. No. No! Have we said everything there is to say about going to the beach and what a terrible experience it is? I mean, no, but I think it's enough for now. Long story short, don't go to the beach, go to the pool. They have no, they have go to the chairs, beach. they have umbrellas. <laughs> no, beach is always better. I, no way. I I stand by the beach. You and I will never go on a tropical vacation together because we just can't enjoy unless it's like a mom trash retreat and I'm the counselor at the pool and you're the counselor at the beach. And by counselor, I mean slosh and I'm not responsible for anybody. You need to go to the beach with Lee because Lee hates to be at the beach for a long time and he always has to take a walk and he has to be under an umbrella and he has to like, Oh, I don't be take a walk. Like, no. And my thing is I like to get to the beach at 9 a.m. and I like to leave at 7 p.m. I like the beach at night when there's no sun and no need for lugging stuff and you can do cartwheels on the beach and sit there and hang out with crabs. That's what I like. Not me. All right. Shall we discuss this article from New York Magazine about, yes. uh, what is it called? Revenge of the Parenting Pod? Of the pod parents. Of the pod parents, of the pod people. Let's start with, it's a horrible title for the article. It's, it's It sounds true. like something else is, like it's going to be about something completely different, and it's not. So, there, New York Magazine. Yes. How about that? Do you want to say who wrote it? I don't have it up. Do you have it? This is written by Paula Aceves. So, this author talks about how, obviously, we all know that the pandemic and schools have affected children hard. We talked, when we talked to Dr. Dan a few episodes ago about how the mental health crisis among kids, suicides are up, self-harm. It's been a really hard thing for kids to take is schools being Zoom and then coming back to school. Some kids are just not integrating back into society well for many reasons. Some is because they did better at home because of various conditions like anxiety conditions and other learning disabilities where maybe they had someone at home helping them with that or the very opposite of that, which is developmentally delayed children or children with any kind of extra needs were not getting that support that maybe their school was giving them. You know, my best friend has a kid who is on the autism spectrum. I hope I'm saying that right. This terminology changes constantly. I feel like I'm not saying that 
correctly. It sounds correct to me, but I could also be I, I think I'm wrong, but he thrives when he's in school. And Zoom is not the same because his specialty teachers and all the resources they have at that school, they don't always have at home. So it, yeah. it affected kids a bunch of different ways, pro being in school and con being in school. But one of the things that this author was talking about is how when her daughter went back to school, the delays in her learning and in some of these latent characteristics that are sensory issues became more yeah. apparent because she was alone at her home learning those sensory issues were maybe not, at, did not come out as much and then put back into the classroom those sensory issues that might have been brewing for a while really came to a head and mixed with keeping the mask on. That was a sensory overload that gave her like panic attacks and rashes. The teachers were also overwhelmed because of all the COVID restrictions in getting one-on-one attention with the children. Anyway, she decided that she was going to try to invest in one of these quote-unquote micro schools, which is when a bunch of parents get together and decide to hire an educator to come and educate a small group of children. Essentially a pod. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, But there's a difference in New Jersey. They described there's a difference between homeschooling and micro-schooling. Homeschooling is not that many kids and usually done by the parent. And micro-schooling is a hired educator teaching more children than a homeschooled environment. So there you have some interaction with other kids. You have a professional educator, you know, board certified, so to speak, with an education degree teaching your children. And we had this, I spoke about it in the beginning of the pandemic. When we moved to Montclair, the people across the street had done this. They had turned their their very big dilapidated garage into a schoolhouse and like eight children in three different grades were being educated by one professional teacher that they were paying her salary. And it sounds like a dream, honestly. As someone who also doesn't like to leave her house, sending your kid across the street to a garage sounds like uh, an ideal circumstance for me. And with everything that's been going on, that rant we did about gun control between gun control and the crazy thing of books being banned and sex education and people of color and how schools are deciding to teach those things. I mean, I hear you. I sort of feel like micro-schooling is an amazing way to combat this. I mean, I think that most people would think I'm crazy, but I'm like, I love this idea. I would love to hire an educator and have a bunch of parents come in and do this. It sounds ideal to me. I mean, maybe you can. To be completely honest, the fact that this is sounding more appealing to me is what scares me more than anything. That that the current school climate and fears about pew-pew, because my child is around, is making that sound more appealing to me. Because to me, I, I'm not really for it. I feel like... I never was before... But I think my anxiety... Yeah, that's why I'm saying it scares me that it is that that sounds appealing now. I just, I constantly, you know, I want to give my kid the best possible education I can, and I just don't trust that's going to happen in a micro school when you're, yes, it's a small environment, but you're dealing with multiple children of multiple class levels. So yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's, it would take a lot for me to go there. It would take a lot. And I, I'm starting to little by little, and I do think that maybe just like having to adjust just to working from home uh, and which is an absolute dream but you 
you know, people like Matt, who rarely go into the office and work from home primarily now, which is a lot of the workforce, perhaps this is the school equivalent of it. I mean, listen, I went to school in a, back in grade school to a very, very progressive small school. My class was like maybe 15 people, and there were three of those, three classes of about 15 people. And that was how it was until high school. And then Same I went to- for me. Then I went to a very large high school. Now, during those grade school years, I got great education, so much so that I didn't really realize that I had some number dyslexia because the teachers were so good. And when I had a problem, they just read it to me or, or helped me with it that I didn't even realize. Now, maybe that was a problem because then I got to high school and no one paid attention. And then I was really failing and not doing well because some things weren't addressed. But I sort of think of that experience in grade school as a kind of micro schooling. The teachers really gave one-on-one attention to every kid, so much so that they realized my reading was better and they put me a grade ahead and I just they just walked me across the street to the other school and had me take reading there. Like it was very individualized. And now I have a friend who homeschools her kid, her two sons. Of They're in different grades, but she homeschools them together. And they are the smartest, most kind and emotionally intelligent children I know. And every time I think homeschooling is weird, Lee and I are like, but those two kids are just some of the best kids you've ever met, ever. Yeah, but there's just two, but like. So they, they, they do that, but then they're a part of a larger homeschooling pod that once a week they all get together and, right. and do like social things or whatever. Right, but I mean like those are two, I don't know, I I know more strange homeschooled children than normal homeschooled children. And by that I mean the socialization aspect of it. Well, that's why the micro school thing is appealing to me because like 10 to 15 kids you still get, it's like preschool size. I mean, that's what I want to throughout my entire education. Right, but like I graduated from high school with 16 kids in my class. But you went to a very, very private school that was very fancy and that's not most kids experience. That will not be Luna's right. experience well, but, when she goes to Montclair Public Schools. They're they're huge. Right. So But I that's think, what I'm saying. Right. The reason why this article I didn't even really know about the term micro school. I just knew that these people across the street did it. I like that idea because it's enough kids that you get the social dynamics, you get the fighting, you get the whatever. I think the right educator that you hire should be able to teach a bunch of different levels at the same time. There's this amazing documentary, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about a one room schoolhouse in France. Halftime. Is that what it is? I don't think no, so. That's the JLo documentary oh. <laughs> just went over your <laughs> <Sorry>. head. <laughs> Sorry. There's an amazing um, documentary about this one-room schoolhouse in France that this man is retiring from. He's a schoolmaster, and he lives in this one-room schoolhouse. And he's teaching kids of all different levels all at the same time. And the older kids help teach the younger kids and help them do their like lunch and stuff. And it's this really beautiful and it doesn't seem like the education is so lacking you at all. all. You, you don't have time to watch things like Housewives, but you have time to watch documentaries on French schoolhouses with one man who teaches multiple grade levels. Like that's, that's the, that's what you watch for entertainment. Yes. I love a documentary. Those kinds of things really get me. And this was pre-kids. I saw that. So I had lots of time to watch all the shows pre-kids. Even more. You cared about that then? Yes. I love documentaries. Oh my God. It was so good. I love it. Oh my God. I'm a nerd. Hello. I'm an old lady nerd. Anyway. (laughs) Guys, I want to know what you think. What do you think about micro-schooling? Would you do it? How do you feel about that? What do you think? I mean, I think it's quite costly because all of you have to pay that woman. This lady said 
Yeah, this lady said that she was paying $500 a month, which really isn't that bad. No. For to be in this micropod in Voorhees, New Jersey. And also we should add that at the end of the article, they were talking about how New Jersey is the second state to pass teaching LGBTQ plus history in schools and that this woman was uncomfortable with her child being taught those things. Right. And obviously the whole point of a micro school is that although Carrie and I and our politics don't necessarily go hand in hand with this lady's and what she's okay teaching her children and what we're okay teaching our children, the point is you can find a small situation that works for for you. Right. I was thinking the other way, like if I had a kid that was identifying as a they, them, and the school right, wasn't it would embracing be more it, then yeah. maybe you would do micro school and it would be more inclusive of right. all of your child's needs, you know? Right. Right. I know you were. I just wanted to oh, make yes. that Thank clear you. for Thank you everybody for who's my listening. Thank you. Yep. You got it. When I introduced Luna, they're like, oh, what a lovely girl. I'm like, for now. She's a girl for now. She'll figure out what she wants to do later. Then Lee's like, stop talking. Anyway, we want to hear from you. Would you do it? What are your feelings on it? Are any of you listening? at home homeschooling your kids can you give us more information we'd love to chat with you truly and do you have normal homeschooled children I understand that that may have been offensive and I apologize if I offended anybody but I am actually curious I'd and like is anyone to know, doing a micro school currently yeah I'd like to know if there's an argument for these things I'd like to learn through you guys we want to hear from you email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com and tell us hashtag swag bag Hashtag swag bag. All right, guys, this is another thing we were sent that we actually really liked. It is called Artvana. It is a curated subscription box that allows you to enjoy art and develop your art skills. I believe it's just painting. I'm not totally sure. We were both sent painting Artvana boxes. Not to brag. I did a pretty good job. You did a wonderful job. It is a great way to kind of get you started in art and art therapy and see yourself grow. You can get it an entire membership and every month they send you everything you need like a little bag a canvas multiple paintbrushes a brush conditioner which was our favorite part both of us and then there's a little like postcard that tells you what you're supposed to be painting and sends you to the YouTube page to give you a step-by-step tutorial the quality of all the materials was very very good I was impressed with the quality of the materials very nice just the brushes alone had you bought that alone would have been like $20 for those brushes I mean that's my rough Michaels guess So the box is $45 per month or $135 for three months or $270 for six months. Artvana, A-R-T-V-A-N-A dot life. Of course, as always, it will be linked in our show notes. All right, guys. Have a great day. We love you. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamadramaBand.com.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.